0: Welcome to We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ruth. And you might be expecting an episode on the movie Hidden Figures. Well, it turns out we didn't have anything interesting to say about that movie, so instead, we're going to discuss a different historical fiction movie. We watched the incredible story of Ray Kroc and the history of McDonald's, so let's talk about The Founder. Welcome everybody to another episode of We Talk About Movies. This is the family-friendly movie podcast where we talk about the plot and everything else. I'm here with my wife, the lovely Ruth McKee. Hello, Ruth. Hi. Ruth is tired. It's been a long weekend yes, for us.
1: It has, and I'm not feeling 100%, but
0: but she's going to give 110% for this <laughs> podcast.
1: Probably, actually, because I found this movie very interesting.
0: Yeah, so we are talking about The Founder. This is the story of Ray Kroc and the McDonald's brothers and uh, the history of the restaurant that probably every single person listening to this podcast has eaten at at some point in their lives.
1: And if not, they know what it is.
0: Yeah, you you certainly know it. Unless, I mean... Where would you have to be from to not be familiar with McDonald's cuz they're well, I mean like, like a
1: third world country or something. Yeah, I mean but it, it's a global
0: <clears throat> company. It's Yeah, it's I mean huge. it's huge. Um, let me, can I tell you something interesting you may not know this about me, Ruth? Mm. So, uh my grandfather, uh he recently passed away, but uh growing up we lived in my grandfather's house. Uh,
1: yes, I did know that.
0: So you knew that. We we grew up in the basement um cuz my mom couldn't afford to live on her own. Um, she had divorced my dad and we were living in the basement. So when well, she
1: went back to school yeah. and
0: yeah. Um, so he was a bit of a father figure to me. Um, not, not actively or anything. Um, and then he ended up divorcing my grandmother and, and remarrying. But um, one of the things he did when I was younger to try to teach me about business and the world, um, he bought me and my sister one share of McDonald's stock.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. So,
0: and I would get up and get the paper every morning and get into the financial section and look at the stock price. That is so of funny. MCD. That's the ticker symbol, MCD to <laughs> see how my one share of McDonald's stock was performing. And I mean, I, I would imagine that technically I still own it.
1: I was going to say, is it still yours? Yeah. Like, so
0: it should still be mine. And <laughs> that's you know, so it's, funny. It's probably worth quite a bit. I think when I got it, it was worth around like 30 or 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I know as I was following it, it started going up and going up. And then it split, which means my one share turned into two shares. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. I mean,. <laughs> which it just means instead of having one share of $80 now i have two shares worth $40 so it oh, doesn't okay. like double how much i okay. have yeah
1: you'll have to forgive me i'm very naive when it comes to anything yeah about that
0: so, <laughs> so at some point like i don't know maybe when i die and like the lawyers are figuring out my estate somebody's going to find my mcdonald's holdings and and at that point maybe it'll be worth like a couple hundred or maybe even over a thousand bucks or something
1: (laughs) i Uh, mean big money
0: but i was really interested in mcdonald's stock at a young age because what did that for me
1: idea for him to do that
0: so you know the the restaurant mcdonald's has um has some special meaning to me.
1: Well, um, you own part. Of- <laughs> I have another.
0: I haven't. Yeah, I am a, a part owner. <laughs> just in case you guys were. I'm basically Ray Kroc myself.
1: Yeah, except not.
0: Um, I have another McDonald's story, but I want to get to the movie first. I, don't remind me to come back to it later.
1: Okay, I'll try to remember.
0: Okay, so um, the founder. But
1: obviously, we're very excited about this movie because I both think we both really enjoyed it. Watching it because it's a very interesting story that I had no clue about. I don't know if you did going in, but well,
0: I knew that Ray Kroc was the owner or founder of McDonald's, and it had always I had always been interested. Why is why is his restaurant named McDonald's if he's not Mister McDonald? Uh, know. and now I know. Yeah, so I but I didn't know any of the specifics of the story or anything like that. I just knew Ray Kroc founder.
1: See, and I didn't even know that much, honestly, but I, I, and I had no idea that the story was so interesting and not only interesting, but man, it's sad.
0: There's a lot of sad moments. It's it's very cutthroat. Yeah. Um, That's
1: a great way to describe it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But you know where I want to start? And this was... Yeah, I was like, I don't know where to start with this. Here's where I want to start because we, we
1: had kind of started watching this and then we had to re-rent it because we didn't have enough time to finish it. So it, we kind of watched it halfway through and then started over.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, um, the thing that really stuck out to me, and obviously this is uh, not a huge part of the movie, but man, you know, we are the, we're the family friendly married couple movie podcast and his relationship with his wife
1: oh it's awful was
0: so hard to watch through that whole movie
1: oh my gosh yeah and he's i mean let, let me get right down to it he's not a nice man he's not a good person
0: no he's um,
1: not at all <laughs> and the way he treats his wife is horrible and and what's sad is that she stayed with him, even when he was terrible, and then he ends up divorcing her.
0: Yeah, so he he seems like he just doesn't care about her opinion. He doesn't care what she thinks about anything. He doesn't give her any credit for supporting him through what seemed like a pretty tumultuous career before his Mc- McDonald's days.
1: Right, he was just your average salesman. Yeah. I mean, like the the annoying kind (laughs) the the door-to-door guy you don't want to talk to yeah
0: and so what i did while ruth was cleaning up my mess upstairs (laughs) when Uh i came down here by the
1: way i'm eight months pregnant cleaning up and i apologize (laughs) i tried to be real
0: nice i grabbed her soda can, and i was like man i'm really hitting the nail on the head here she's gonna be so happy but then i left all my junk up there
1: your two phones and your wallet.
0: Yeah. So And um, you
1: know, that's my personality. I even went in to check to make sure that you cuz I heard you turn everything off and I was like I'll guarantee something is left in there. It's either your shoes or a drink or something.
0: See, Ruth good. completes me so well. <laughs> and she does it with well, what's so sad much is grace. That you she doesn't <laughs> just like I said it. I tried I tried to really help by did. getting yours
1: well that's what made me laugh because when I went in there I go oh he grabbed my my soda can trying to clean up but look he did to such <laughs> a <bad
0: job." laughs> he messed everything else up
1: <laughs> well, what was really funny is it was your stuff that yeah. you left but anyway
0: <laughs> so Ruth really we we work really well together because she fills in my gaps so um Anyways, he just was so, he didn't appreciate his wife. And you could tell that they had fallen out of love like
1: a long time ago. Yeah. Well, because he was never around.
0: He was never around. And if I, we
1: look at the beginning of the movie, she said, you know, why don't you enjoy life for a little bit and yeah. stay home? Cause he goes, it puts a roof over our heads. His, and this is referring to his odd sales jobs that he's had before he even discovers McDonald's. Right. And she's like, well, hits a puts a roof over my head. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" It's our heads. And she's like, "Well, you're never here."
0: <laughs> yeah, and I have I feel like and this you know is not the case for all traveling salespeople. but I think some people get into traveling sales because they don't like being at home, they don't like their spouse. And I think that's definitely the case here. He just He didn't have feelings for her. At least that's how the movie portrayed it.
1: I mean, he could have at one point, but obviously that's not the focus of the movie. Right. But you know what's sad, too? At the same time, I'm very angry with him. But at the same time, I don't know if I can necessarily let his wife off the hook. Now, again, I don't know how much of this is factual. This is obviously all based on the movie. So don't, you know, get mad at me if I'm wrong or whatever. But based on the movie... She's like, I've done nothing but support you always. And, but then in the same breath, she's always like, well, I just keep hoping enough is going to be enough for you. When, when will enough be enough? And he says, honestly, probably never. And at that point, you would think, okay, he just told you flat out he doesn't want to be home with you. True. And she just said, okay. You know, he was honest with her and she just cuz obviously to me here's what that scene said to me was she'd been waiting for a moment when he'd hit it big or whatever and he would finally be done and be home with her and like she said we'd go to the club together and we'd take a walk around the block together that's all she wanted and he and she said when when was that day going to come and he says never
0: and yeah so so, so I, I can't necessarily hard. let
1: her off the hook either.
0: You can't, but you have to understand he's...
1: I'm not saying she deserved any of any of the treatment that he gave her.
0: No, she didn't. But At all. They're in their 50s. At least I, he's in his 50s when this right. movie starts. I mean, he's on the tail end of his career. And right. who knows how long they've... I think they've been married for a long time. Well,
1: and that's my point. And I think that she's like, I've been waiting forever. And then he tells her, oh, by the way, you're actually waiting for a day that's never going to come.
0: But at the same time... The And again,
1: I guess, where is she going to go?
0: Yeah. And if you and I, I mean, when I get into my 50s, which is 20 years from now, and then you, there's something about me that, you know, you're hoping changes and I tell you it's never going to change. Are you really going to be like... Oh, well, I guess after 25 years, it's time to just hang it up and look for something new. I mean, that's not an easy decision to make.
1: But I never would have put myself in a situation where I was with someone that was gone all the time. Because that type of relationship wouldn't work for me. Now, for a lot of people, that works fine. And there's a lot of perfectly healthy married couples that don't see each other as often as we do. You know what I mean? Because one travels or, or or whatever. And... And that makes them perfectly happy. But I know for me as myself, I would never be happy with that. And it sounds like she wanted a husband that would be around. Right. And she just was like, well, maybe one day he will, which maybe, and obviously it's so easy to say as an outsider, like, well, I never would do that. And who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. If I had met some very charming man. I
0: don't know. It's just, it's hard to watch in the movie. It because, is, especially
1: look, when she tries to support him well she, she in ways
0: there's I, there's two moments that are really really hard um one is where he is in bed with her telling her about yes, okay I'm these glad you brought this two one up. franchise or this franchise couple and he's like man they're they're teammates they're just there together he's in the kitchen she's handing out suckers they're just teammates it's great husband and wife working together and she's just like and she looks at him she's like, like yeah that what? sounds great and he's like, man, that's that's just so great. And he's just completely oblivious to the fact that his wife probably wants that same thing. And he's just not not making that even an option for her, for them.
1: Right. Uh, so that scene was so confusing to me because I feel like he was saying, gosh, I wish I had that in my partner. And she's looking at him like, you've never given me the opportunity
0: yeah, to do it. <laughs> it's, it's like there was a lot of unspoken stuff right. there. but. yeah. Man, that was really hard to watch. And then, and the, then when
1: she says, "I found this great couple that, in that other scene," oh my gosh, she goes, that
0: hurts so much.
1: I know because she goes, "Oh, I found this couple. They've they'd be perfect for a franchise opportunity." And she starts to tell him about it, and he goes, "Don't care."
0: Yeah, she's trying to be his partner, his teammate. Yeah, and he just completely he goes, shuts her down.
1: I don't care about that anymore because now they're crawling to me. That's what he said.
0: He just had such a big head. He was so full of himself. And she said, I'll hail Pope Raymond the First. Oh, yeah, it would and he he was like, Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, were you was that a dig at me? I don't care. Oh, I don't think I cared. There was a a moment where he's like, Wait, I don't think she's actually hailing me. But but whatever, I'll take it. Like he just has that big of a head. Mm Mm-hmm. Um so oh, and
1: then he starts digging on this other guy's wife.
0: Yeah, so that was
1: super awkward too to watch. By the way, well,
0: and I'll tell you. So what I did while you were cleaning up is I looked up a website that said how much of this film was real.
1: Oh, good. I'm um, I'm always curious when we watch yeah. movies that are based on. This
0: true seems very very real. This I mean, whole
1: relationship to the you point
0: mean? where uh, so he was married to his wife. Her name was Ethel, mm-hmm. and the thing I read said that. They were already unhappy before he started with McDonald's, so that's all true. Which they
1: portrayed pretty well in um, the movie.
0: He did meet a person's wife at a club in Wisconsin. Minnesota. Oh, okay. I think it was Wisconsin or Minnesota. Anyways. Whatever, um, yeah. He met her somewhere. She was a piano player there. In his one of his old jobs, he actually worked at a radio station and played some piano, so he was actually yeah, a Yeah, he pianist. actually said that in the movie, and too. And they... Not the first night he met her, but it, Ray Croc and that woman would actually perform duets at that restaurant on the piano. So it's like. And was very,
1: her husband the owner of the restaurant? I think it
0: said that her husband was not the owner of that restaurant, but it, her husband was there the night they met, and he was interested in opening a McDonald's. Oh,
1: okay, so all that's so it's true.
0: Like very close to being wow, completely accurate. How? ballsy um, the, the other the other thing that they didn't show in the movie uh-huh. which was really interesting because um, I looked him up on Wikipedia and it showed he had three wives and I was like well that's interesting because the movie only showed two so apparently after he divorced Ethel mm-hmm. um, that woman that he eventually marries uh, she would not leave her husband even though she had fallen in love with Ray she wouldn't leave her husband. And so for like eight years, she wouldn't leave. So in between, Ray married someone else who, again, was not, uh, this website said, and I'll put the link to the website I read um, in the description of the podcast. Um, she was a very submissive type person, kind of similar to his first wife somewhat. I mean, I don't really know the details, but uh, she wasn't that driven go-getter that he loved of, I think her name was Joan. And so mm-hmm. that marriage lasted a couple years in between the divorce from Ethel until oh. she would actually leave her husband to be with him.
1: Weird.
0: Yeah. Wow. So that's a, a piece of the Ray Kroc story that you may not know because it wasn't depicted in the film.
1: That's so odd. I mean, and again, this is not something that I can relate to. So I'm just like, you guys are terrible people, but... Well, I, I, I guess they're I not because they, yeah. they, you can't help who you fall in love with. No, you so can't. they're not. But at the same time, I, I think it's just because I felt bad for his
0: wife. Yeah. You can't, you can't blame anyone for how they feel. I mean, if no, you could control no. how you That's what feel. That's why I'm saying
1: I, I have, I have this feeling of anger towards him, but really it's unwarranted. <laughs> it's just. Sad. It's sad. Cause, it sad. you know, watching it go, I mean, ask anyone that's ever been divorced. It's awful. It's terrible to, to go through that. And then, yeah,
0: it's hard, but you know, life and love can be very difficult. And uh, it's, it's an interesting story, at least. So, I yeah, mean, I mean, it is no, no one's ever going to make a movie about your life or, or mine. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to want to watch that. that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's no drama here. Just a uh, man and a wife that, that love each other. Um,
1: yeah, we're super boring,
0: which is fine. I mean, I don't need anyone to make a movie out of my life. No, I um, don't either, but, but anyway, so that was, that was all very interesting and, and hard to watch at, at times, but, um, you have to under, with a personality like Ray Krox, someone like that. Uh, it's very understandable that he might oh, be a hard person to stay married to. And
1: well, and he seems to have that personality of, uh, there's always, what, what do you always say? The bigger, better offer.
0: Yeah. You know, he's, he's always-, always
1: on the lookout for the bigger, better offer. The grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. And that's the type of personality I feel like he has. Cause that's why he would jump, it sounds like from new idea to new idea, just trying to find that one break. And he, yeah, like I said, the grass is always greener. So that's why he knew enough is never enough.
0: well, I think we we've talked about the bad parts of Ray Kroc, but obviously there are some really great things that he did from a business perspective. uh well, we've talked about sure. the bad personal relationship. we haven't talked about his I was gonna t- say we t- t- need to talk style. about like
1: what actually happened but, with the business part now,
0: but. yeah, but let's talk for a minute about um let's go back to the kind of the beginning, one of the coolest scenes was uh, with the McDonald's brothers.
1: Yeah. I want to go back and talk about that too. Cause when, talk, when uh they it,
0: were building out their restaurant. Because that's
1: such an interesting story. And again, like you said, you'd never even heard. You were like, I didn't know why McDonald's was called McDonald's. Yeah. And it was these two brothers. For those of you that may not have seen this movie yet. Uh,
0: well, assume, you're supposed to watch it. but
1: You are supposed to watch it, but just in case, you never oh, know. Oh, I
0: need to add that to what I say at the beginning. Oh. Remind oh. me that for next time.
1: Okay. Well, so the two brothers, uh, their last name is McDonald, and they came up with this fast food process or this idea, I guess you could say. And in the movie, Ray Kroc goes to because he's selling these milkshake mixers and nobody wants them. And then he gets an order for six of them and he's like, oh, that must be a mistake and finds out he calls him and he's like, oh, yeah, it was a mistake. Actually, we need eight. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, okay, I need to go check out what the heck is going down uh, in California. So he goes there and he's like, I got to take you guys out to dinner and hear the story. And it's fascinating.
0: It is. And all of, all of the story, it, the website says it's all true.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, Well, gosh. it
0: didn't talk about like the chalk on the tennis court, well, which is that's super fine. interesting. That, but and
1: maybe if that's just a part of the movie, what a great part of the movie. Yeah, because it, we both found that fascinating. But basically, they were saying we tried to start a drive-in. Because well, they started then, with the
0: movie theater. Well, yeah. And a then a barbecue the drive-in depression hit. And then, and then the right. burgers <clears throat> I was yeah.
1: right. And I was just trying to skim over parts of it. Cause again, you are supposed to watch the movie first, yeah. but, um, so they started in and like they said, business just kind of levels out. No growth, no nothing. Just everybody else is doing a drive-in thing theirs is nothing different. So they're like, okay, we need to come up with something that's different. And they said the biggest piece of that was the wait time because apparently back then, and again, we're a lot younger, (laughs) so we don't know anything about drive-ins back in the fifties or sixties. And apparently it would take 30 minutes for your order to come
0: Well, which is uh, weird. Yeah. I'm assuming back then everything was made to order. (laughs) Right. And,
1: and someone brought it to your car mm -hmm. on, on real plates and silverware. Yeah. Which is weird. But I guess that was the whole concept was it's a restaurant.
0: Yeah. So you have to, you have to, things usually change slowly, right? So sure. You go from, okay, the only option is to get out of your car and go sit in a restaurant right. and have someone bring you your food and everything. So the next step at, presumably and I don't know the history of of you know restaurants in America but the next step was okay we'll still bring you your food but you don't have to get out of your car. Right. So it was just basically a restaurant that you stay in your car.
1: Which sounds so silly. I know. But the which of course is hard to, have to imagine understand like
0: the like cars were relatively new, so well, true, yeah. So people probably wanted to spend a, a lot of time in their car because this is this brand new machine that, and you want to show it off, yeah. Uh, so it's it's understandable.
1: I just found it very fascinating, but yeah. So then the brothers say, okay, well, th- this is the problem with drive-ins is that they take a long time, and then your order is wrong, and. The car hops are too busy and all this stuff, so they come up with this system to make it faster. And this is one of our favorite scenes in the movie. We both agree. And they're at this tennis court, and they draw out the kitchen layout. Yeah, exactly to the parameters, and they mime. Okay, how can we make this more efficient? And ready, and because their their goal was uh, burgers ready in thirty seconds or something, yeah. right? So. They're they're miming out everything, and it takes several tries. And I don't know why, but that scene just was so cool to me. It it's, it's really so interesting, fascinating.
0: Because when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, you could just like draw this out." And then, well, my first thought was, "We could just like do this on a computer program." And I'm like, "Okay, Kevin, come on, this is the fifties. You're an idiot." <laughs> yeah, they
1: weren't doing that. And
0: then I was like, "But you could even just draw it. Like, why do you have to have? But you need this because." they had to actually see, can people get do their job in the space? Like, we're thinking it'll probably work, but they need to see it. Um And that was – it was a really cool I, – I don't know if they did that or not in real life, but that was a, a really awesome scene, and mm-hmm. just – that that was really neat.
1: And the thing that was interesting is they say in the movie we had to have this kitchen custom-made, so to me it sounded like nobody else had anything like that. They – they had to come up with this concept of this well-oiled machine.
0: Yeah. And it's and funny that no one did it before. Or maybe other people did it, but it never grew failed. to be McDonald's. Yeah. Um, but that was what made cars so great. Like the Model T, Henry Ford, his assembly line. Mm-hmm. Like, it's why couldn't it's you funny apply that, it to food? <laughs> yeah, if they did that in the 20s, why did it take till the 50s to apply an assembly line to making food? Like it's just,
1: it's funny, yeah. It's you,
0: very odd, but
1: yeah. And what's uh, what I thought was fascinating too is that they, uh it's the guy from Parks and Rec plays Dick McDonald.
0: uh, yeah. uh Ron Swanson. Is, yeah, I don't remember what's the actor's name. I, don't, I love oh, him. He's so Nick, funny. Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's so funny. But anyway, he apparently, you know, in the movie, he says, well, I looked at our menu because they would have this extensive menu and say, we had three items making up like 87% or something of their sales. Mm -hmm. Burgers, french fries, and soda.
0: Yeah. I'm like,
1: why did nobody else look at that? Isn't it so crazy?
0: And that's, it's such common knowledge in business today that it's called the 80-20 rule. Right. Like, 80% of your revenue are, is probably coming from 20% of your clients or whatever. I mean, it, it applies to a case, lot of menu, different things, whatever. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it's one of those things that's just grown over time to where it's just kind of common knowledge, but it, apparently people weren't really thinking of it back then. But what I
1: found that fascinating in the movie, he's like, "We looked at our menu and he said, "Well, here's where we're making money. Mm-hmm. Get rid of all the other fluff."
0: And what's really interesting to me is that's where McDonald's started. And, and now then, they have a huge menu. And well, <laughs> but what's funny, yeah, they've become this thing where they have burgers and chicken and breakfast. salads and breakfast and all this stuff. And I really feel like consumers today are moving back to like, if I want chicken, I don't, I, I won't go to McDonald's. I'll go to Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. for a chicken sandwich, or yeah. I'll go to Cane's for chicken strips. And if I want, like, if I want Mexican food, like, if I specifically want a burrito, I go to Chipotle. Or if I want something else, I'll go to... Or if like, you want
1: pizza, you'd go right. to, like, Pie Five or yeah. something.
0: So, it's restaurants today are very much focused on this is the one thing we do really well. And so, when you're in well, the mood for that... Well, you mean, right? Yeah. Not, when you're in the mood for yeah. that, come here. And it's funny that McDonald's started that way, and that's how they got so big. Well, that's how they started, at least. But obviously, they got huge globally, um, doing a bigger menu. So uh, it, it's just interesting.
1: Maybe um, they just had to grow with the times, though, you know? I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a good question.
0: It's fascinating to me how um, the those things kind of ebb and flow, right? Um, right. They started that way. They went to a huge menu, and maybe... I don't see them scaling back, but the industry is scaling back with people specializing in one right. or two things. So,
1: but I'm sure back then it was obviously not common because right. drive ins would have this giant menu. Right. And then not only that, they came up with this concept of you walk up to the window and you order your food instead of hiring extra people to be car hops. Right. For those young people that don't know what a car hop is, it's like when you go to Sonic and they bring you your food to your car. Right. Uh, I would assume most people know what that is, but for <laughs> in case someone that is much, much younger may be listening. Uh, but yeah, so they got rid of that concept as well. And it's funny. They talk about it. And I wonder if this is true as well to part of their story that people were just not getting it <laughs> because we, we underestimated the learning curve.
0: Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a parallel in today's world, like, I can't even think what, what if you went up to a restaurant today and I don't know, like I, what if you just parked, what if you parked at McDonald's today and before you got out of your car, someone knocked on your window and was like, I'm, I'll, I'll take your order. You're like, wait a minute. I was, I was going to walk in like, it would be weird. So I, you can understand why that would potentially have been a, a big problem.
1: Sure, I do. I just like I said, I just thought that was fascinating because since we're so used to it, to us it's it's just common knowledge. But to listen to it described back then, it makes sense cuz they were like nobody else was doing that. Right. So people would drive up and be like, "Wait, I have to get out of my
0: car?" <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I will say if I didn't find a whole lot of plot holes or issues in this movie. I mean, and it's mostly a documentary, so it's easy if you're just telling a true story to not have plot holes. But the one thing I did notice and and probably because the last movie we watched was Hidden Figures. Mm -hmm. So this took place in the fifties and um, I don't know how they would have done it, but it's like, there was no racial tension at all in any of the scenes where well, there were, that's
1: not, not the focus of the. I know movie, it's not though. the focus
0: of the movie, but um, I don't know how they would have shown that either. Yeah, but and I,
1: honestly, I think that would have distracted from because it probably would have. you know when you're telling a story, you're focusing on one particular part or person, and in this case, it's Ray. Yeah, and yeah, like, and I'm not saying that that's not important. I'm just saying that's. Not what this movie was focused on.
0: Right. So I had no problem. And who knows, maybe all of Ray's interactions with, you know, colored people back in the day were, were very pleasant. Um, But who knows? That was just one thing. Like I said, we just watched Hidden Figures, which is all about how black people were very outwardly treated as second class citizens. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's in the 60s. The space race is in the 60s. Uh, and this was 10 years before that. So yeah. just something that, you that just I noticed. N-
1: noticed because we had watched that movie. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't even, that thought didn't even cross my mind, honestly. Mainly because I was just so interested in the business side of the story. But um I want to go back to, like, we're talking about how the McDonald's brothers started McDonald's. And they actually say a line I know that you were very fond of. Probably your favorite line in the whole movie was after the, the the brothers tell their story about how they they got this business started and he goes yeah we are uh what did he say you might have written it down so I, I don't want to butcher an it. overnight
0: but- success 30 years in the making right and it's just so it's so true um Anyone that's ever tried to start a business or or anything like that, I mean I've actually tried a couple times to do my own like tech startup because I I work in the IT field and and those days are past me now. Um but I learned a whole lot by trying uh at two I I kind of really tried at well at really three different businesses and all of them failed, but I learned a lot. I made some money doing them, but you know, if I were going to keep trying to be an entrepreneur, it would probably take me another three or six or nine or 12 ideas until I really hit on one that worked. And
1: past ideas, years.
0: Yeah. And uh, so it was just, it's so true as someone that's tried to do it and failed and you read about other people. And um, it's just one of the things I think some people that don't really put much thought into it, they just see a business that's successful and think, Oh, look at that lucky person that has, you know, they're making money hand over fist. You know, that's just so lucky. It took 30 years for the McDonald's guys to come up with this business idea that worked really well. It took Ray Kroc 30 years of working, you know, making a just decent living until he all of a sudden founded a, a global country with, you know, thousands of restaurants all around the world. Um,
1: and he kind of stole it. But he was able to make it big. Yeah. I mean, that McDonald's was doesn't
0: become what it is today without Ray Kroc. Right. There's no exactly. question about yes. that.
1: And I'm, yes.
0: So it's, you know, I, I have so much respect for people that put everything on the line, risk it all to go start a business uh, with such a high percentage of businesses that fail. And anyone that does it and does it well and makes money, man, they deserve every penny because... It is so hard to come <coughs> up to come up with a great business idea, to execute on it, to hire the right people. Um that's why you know this this movie really interests me because I'm very fascinated with business generally.
1: And I think it's a common misconception that people think, well, if you try it once it doesn't work, well, oh well. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you have to try 15, yeah. 20 times before something sticks. It's not, not everybody tries one business idea and then it just works and they're billionaires.
0: Right. So like I said, if you have a successful business, man, good job. And, and you deserve every penny you make because it is so hard to do as someone who's tried and failed multiple times.
1: And it does not happen overnight.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, so. Uh, as we're talking about business, there's a couple things that really stick out and I think are really good messages for anyone that's, you know, trying to be successful in business. The, it, it's twice in the movie. There, he's listening to the tape mm-hmm. or the record and he talks about persistence is the only thing that matters. And it's a, it's, I, I believe what the guy is saying is the world is full of educated fools. The world is full of, of talented people that their talent goes to waste. Um, persistence it will get you so far, um, Look even what it if did you're for not Ray. even if you're not the smartest, even if you're not the best looking, even if you're not the most talented. Can't
1: it, come up with a good business idea. Man, per, <laughs>
0: persistence is is incredible. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, that, and that's the definition of Ray. Yeah. The main character. Yeah. And
0: it's the definition of any salesperson, to be honest. You just well, have to right. keep getting told no, no, no. And you just keep going. You and live going. for the yes. Yeah.
1: For that one yes.
0: Yeah. And it's, it, it's great advice to anyone trying to accomplish anything. It doesn't have to be business either. You know, it, right. Sports, music, relationships, anything. I mean, persistence is going to go so far in, in just about anything.
1: Right. It definitely will. And, You know, with Ray, he was had all these horrible things he sold. And and they touch on that in the movie because there are people that laugh at him or bring up some of the old stuff that he used to sell or try to get people to invest in, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And when he got to this idea, he kept having people laugh in his face. But he's like, I don't care. Right. I'm going to keep going because I totally believe in this McDonald's idea. And obviously it paid off.
0: It did. And... His whole career brought him to that point. So, you know, it was the right path for him, but it took 30 years to figure out it was the right path. Right. Um, So that was incredible. The other thing, um, and this is when Ray builds his first store and he's there holding, he's putting his hands in the dirt. And he says, just be right. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene. Just be right one time. And that goes right along with persistence is some people think, oh, you're just going to try once and be successful and you're not. But all it takes is being right one time, right Exactly. because once you find that one idea one. and it takes off, then you're you've made it, you're done. you don't have to keep trying anymore, um not that right not stopped, that it doesn't take upkeep know. right, but but yeah, it just takes one time, and all of those failures
1: they don't matter they don't anymore. matter
0: once you find the one that works,
1: yeah, I love that scene where he's got his hands in the dirt, and he says that, I think we both said that one too was our other favorite, yeah. Because
0: that's so true. Mm -hmm.
1: Just takes money, and
0: again, it's not just business, like relationships. If
1: only you had put that money in Bitcoin, Kev. Bitcoin or Bitcoin? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I was like Bitcoin. See, I have no idea.
0: I was telling Ruth. (laughs) I mean, at the time, no, you scared the crap
1: out of me when you called me and you said, "I have really bad news." I thought you had been in a car accident or something. I I was about to be so angry with you.
0: (laughs) So I back in, and I've it was in two thousand. 10 or maybe 2011 but i know because i remember thinking about investing in bitcoin and i remember doing it at my desk in a certain apartment and i moved every year
1: so we started dating in 09. So yeah. does that help give you a frame of reference? It's around
0: <laughs> 2010 or 11. Because I graduated
1: but, in 2010.
0: But anyways, um, at the time, I was interested in this thing called Bitcoin and how it was like not a fiat currency and, and a bunch of economic stuff that probably most of you listening don't care about. But I thought, this would be interesting. Maybe I should get some and just see if it ever takes off. And... Um, I was reading an article, and I didn't. And I, th- I remember thinking I should, but at the and time... And I remember
1: asking you, why didn't you? It
0: was probably really hard to buy a Bitcoin back then. Um, so you're
1: like, that's too much work?
0: Yeah. And the other thing is, not only could you buy them, but you could mine them. Because Bitcoin is like a big, complicated computer algorithm, and you have to put computer processing power into like creating the actual coins, and you could mine them as well. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll just m- try to put my laptop to work mining a Bitcoin so it doesn't cost me any money. Um, but again, that was a complicated thing. I never actually did it. Anyways. You I re- saw an article. I was reading an article. <laughs> well, so uh, Bitcoin has exploded recently. And I saw an article about a guy who bought like a $100 worth of Bitcoin in 2010. And it's worth... Um millions i don't don't even remember how much it said but a hundred dollars turned into millions and i remember at the time this guy invested thinking i should buy some of that and i didn't so i was (laughs) perhaps that could have been my just be right once
1: It could have been
0: but i was wrong and i actually i did some pretty silly investing tries back then i bought some stock options which are complicated and um, a few of them worked out. Most of them didn't. I probably lost a few thousand dollars back then trying to get rich quick with silly investments. All I needed to do was put a few (laughs) dollars into Bitcoin and I could Um, pay off my house. But
1: I know. that's That's how you called me and told me. You said, Ruth, I have really bad news. And I'm going, okay, what is it? And you said... Uh, it's my fault we don't own our house right now. And I went, what the heck are you talking about? I'm not following. What do you mean we don't we own We have it? 29 more years of
0: mortgage <laughs> payments. 28. And, well, we refinanced, so it's...
1: Oh, 29. yeah, we did. Sorry. Well, that's depressing. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> See, that could have been your, your one time. And now you're kicking yourself. It could but.
0: have. Um let's talk about Ray and how just how he was a really bad guy in business. Um, he took the McDonald's, not McDonald's brothers for a ride. And it's just really sad to see because business doesn't have to be like that. And that's the one thing I feel like you don't have to step all over people to be successful in business, but he Ray did. absolutely did. And it's and
1: what's so sad is the brothers tried to keep that from happening to them. Yeah, And that's why they had this long drawn up contract for yeah. Ray to sign. And he did, and he had to follow it for a long time and he kept getting frustrated and angry. And then he somebody else pointed the, out the only Limpel. way he could
0: get around it was to buy them out and make the contract void. Right, and so he did, and then even well, but he wouldn't
1: have even been able to do that if it wasn't for that other guy that came in and said, "Well, you need to buy real estate." Right, because I didn't even catch that. I thought, well, how how is he going to make? Because I was confused in the movie for a second, and maybe remember, I leaned over and I was like, I don't understand how he's uh, because he mortgaged his house to start his franchise, right? Mm -hmm. And then he gets lots of other people to do it. And everybody seems successful, and then there's this scene where she's like, "Well, you're three months overdue on your payments, and the bank's calling." And like yeah. that's how his wife found found out that he mortgaged his house. And I didn't understand. I'm like, "How is he not making money?" I didn't so get it. He
0: had signed a bad contract, and and the way the movie shows that, number one, when he signs the initial contract, you can see him just be like, "Looks good, looks good, looks good." Like he wasn't even reading it. He was just so excited to get into this business. He was just like, I'll sign whatever you need me to sign. I want to be a part of McDonald's. Right. So he signed a really crappy contract in the beginning. And then another thing. Yeah, I thing, guess
1: he didn't even try to negotiate it yeah, at all.
0: Another thing I read that uh, was not in the movie, but apparently the McDonald's brothers had already sold the rights to a franchise in his where he started his business, his where he did his Des Plaines store. Mm-hmm. And so he had, they didn't show this in the movie, he had to buy back the franchise rights from whoever it had already been sold to. Mm-hmm. And it cost him like $25,000, which back is then, a lot, a lot of, money of money in the 50s. So um, that was contributed to his financial woes. And yeah, so until he got the idea of owning the land from that guy. Um,
1: Who eventually became the president and CEO, it said at the end right. of the movie. I forget his name. Yeah, I forget it as well.
0: But but yeah, until he got that idea, uh, apparently he was not doing very well financially. And, you know, I do blame the brothers a little bit because they should have, you know, they knew that you have a fox in the hen house. They already said that. Like they knew this guy was trouble. And I feel like they should have either tried to get him out Early, early enough. While you know they, still but how could. would they
1: have gotten? How would they have gotten him out?
0: Uh, what did you put in the contract? Is, is he doing anything that's not abiding by the contract? What was well, in the contract that says if you don't do this, this, and this, then
1: that's true. We
0: end the relationship or well, whatever. And maybe
1: they tried. I, who knows? Yeah, I we don't, don't know. know. Obviously, all the ins and outs of the story. But you're right. I mean,
0: yeah, uh, they. If they
1: knew that he was so. Fox in the hen house, as, as they put it. Why didn't they do more to get him out before it became a problem? But yeah. maybe once they noticed it was too late. I, I don't know.
0: Right. And, and you have to understand they're getting a bunch of money because every time he sells a franchise, they get, you know, a half percent of whatever that franchise makes. So they're getting more money every time he sells another one. So they're but at the same time, they're, they're they didn't this,
1: really seem to care about money.
0: Well, the one brother, his dream was McDonald's all across the country. And then the other was he didn't care as much and it wasn't about the money but it was about their idea and spreading their idea Uh, so i think they were very conflicted in that they saw their idea expanding and growing across the country but at the same time they were not they didn't trust the guy that was doing it so it's a it's a hard thing yeah because but they weren't built for business you know they were not cutthroat like ray was and it's sad because you don't have to do it that way but when you're dealing with someone who's playing the game like that, you have to fight back with the same amount of ferocity, and they just didn't and couldn't.
1: Well, and that's that scene when he's on the phone with the older brother. Uh, he says, "I would put uh, if you're if my competitor were drowning, I this is what Ray says. If my competitor were drowning, I'd put a hose in his mouth or something, right? And he go, he asks." Uh, The other brother, it's Dick. And what's the other one's brother?
0: I think it's Mac or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Anyway, the older, the bigger brother, he says, Can you say you would do the same? And he goes, No, because that's the type of people that they are. And that's Um, why I didn't like it because it made me so mad because they were such good people. And he, and even his brother in the beginning or or in part of the movie, he's like, No, I don't want to put Coca Cola signs on our uh, menus and stuff because. That's not what our business is about He's like, yeah, we could do it to make an extra buck, but that's not why we do this and why we don't want the instant milkshakes. Like we want real milkshakes like they're, they're more concerned about the quality of product, the product they're, they're putting out and their, uh, atmosphere, their brand, I guess. And that's what's so sad. You know, they, they weren't all about the money. But obviously, Ray, all about the money. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. They just had they each party were such different visions.
0: yeah, and it was it was hard to to see that. And obviously Ray won and McDonald's is what it is today because of Ray Kroc. and but honestly,
1: I don't even like
0: McDonald's that much.
1: I mean, sometimes I'll crave their French fries or something. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, loved it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go there all the time.
0: Well, and it's um, the thing that the thing that surprises me is at the point where they're sitting in a room negotiating a settlement, and this is real. Ray said, "I'll make I'll a give, handshake. I'll make deal. a handshake deal." And they took it. They know, right? They why know what did kind of a person that? he is, and they still took it. I think. Well, In the movie, what they were trying to show is the older brother was so tired and he was so concerned about his own health. He, he was, just wanted to be done. You, yeah, they they kept on his face for a long time and you could see him just resigned basically to being defeated. And I think they were trying to, to show he knows he's never going to see a penny of royalties, but he doesn't care because he just wants to be Thin done off. with Ray Kroc.
1: That's kind but of what I thought too.
0: In real life, and if
1: that is what they were doing, what a great way that they did it in the movie.
0: Yeah, but why wouldn't you just walk away from the table until you get that in the contract? Um, very. Just, I was really mad at their lawyer sitting there not saying a word when his clients are handshaking on a deal that's not in the contract. That lawyer, I, I don't know if that happened in real life, but in the movie, he should have immediately been fired. Anyway, so that was, that yeah. was frustrating. But overall, I think this was a really good movie. It's very enlightening to a lot of really great principles and, and ways to grow a business and to see how so many failures can turn into a success. And it's also really hard to watch the relationship with his wife, how cr- cutthroat he is and dealing with the original founders.
1: It's a fascinating story. It really is. Especially because, like I said, what fascinates me is that Ray didn't even come up with the concept. He took the concept from somebody else, but what he was able to do was expansion. Right. And even that, he struggled with. He still had to help help because that guy, it wasn't until the other guy said, you are you don't realize you're in the real estate business. That's how you get out from underneath this contract that you're uh, in with the McDonald's brothers. Mm-hmm. So again, he still would not have made it if it weren't for those people. But as we've already said before, McDonald's still wouldn't be today what it was, what it is without Ray right? because he was the salesman. He's the one that expanded it.
0: and He he had the drive and the persistence to get it done.
1: So that's why I find it fascinating. I'm like, it wasn't even his idea.
0: Yeah. I think it's a really good movie and I think it makes you think. So those are the kind of movies I really like.
1: I'm going to guess you're going to rate this one pretty highly.
0: Yeah, let's let's go. What's your rating?
1: I would say an 8. I I really I really liked it and I I think it's a fascinating story.
0: Yeah, I I I liked the story a lot. I like how when I looked up to see how much of it was true and how much was exaggerated, it was just pretty much all true. Um mm-hmm. so they didn't even have to really fake things to make it an interesting story it is just an interesting story and i thought it was reenacted really well i'll probably say seven and a half and the only reason i say i wouldn't oh, call I'm it surprised. eight is just because i don't see myself really wanting to watch it again it's kind of a one-time thing well like, i don't want to go back and re-watch that movie over and over again if it's on tv a couple years from now i'll probably be like oh this is interesting i'll re-watch it but I probably won't seek it out ever again.
1: Well, when you put it that way, I tend to agree with you. Cause yeah, it's not something I want to watch over and over. It's not
0: but as, a as super a, entertaining yeah, movie. As a one time watch, it was it was very interesting. Um so seven well, and a half for me.
1: I might agree with you then. I might change to seven and a half. 'Cause I really didn't think about well, would I want to watch it again? I just thought is it is it a really good movie? And, yes. And
0: that's only one part of the rating. Yeah. And like, you know, we rate these out of ten. Like I said, I only have three tens. Ruth has zero tens. She's never seen a movie that she would rate ten out of ten. That's um, very
1: common. Did you know that they're the like, I'm pretty sure they've done studies, that's why they do ratings like one to ten, because you hardly ever see a one or a ten. Or like when you take surveys, that's yeah. why they do that. Yeah. I
0: mean anyway, I, I And I That's you, what we're saying. Okay. It's,
1: and also, here's a little fact about me that you know, super indecisive. I can't even pick out the name of our son yet, and he's that's due a, a month from today. That's
0: not a small decision, though. But
1: yeah, I know. But I'm sa- what I'm saying is I'm very, very, very indecisive.
0: Not always. Give mm, Give yourself more credit. I, mm, no. <laughs> okay, you're I, you're you're proving me you're, in, you're proving indecisive. me wrong now. Um, okay, so what's your final rating? Seven and a half. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sure. Because, again, like I said, I really didn't think about, well, would I watch it again? But I guess, see, I, I don't know. Because is my scale based on what I would I watch it again? Or
0: It's based on whatever you want to base it on. If you want it to be an 8, is, make it an well, 8. This is
1: the only part of our podcast I don't like. Rating is so hard for
0: me. Well, we have to rate it.
1: Can't I just do, like, Netflix and thumbs up or thumbs down?
0: Okay, we know you like the movie. <laughs> Give it a number.
1: Uh, I'll leave it as an eight. Fine. All right. I'll, Ruth I'll calls it eight,
0: Nate. and I said I had another McDonald's story.
1: Oh yes, I forgot. I'm
0: and sorry. I want to tell my stories. Um, actually, <laughs> okay. I have, I have two. So number one, I learned a very valuable lesson from a McDonald's when I was a very young child. So we oh. would, we would go to McDonald's, and here's what we'd go through the drive-through. My mom would order at the at the window, the speaker. Not even the window, it was the speaker. She would drive up to one window. She would, uh, well, she'd drive up to the window. She would give them money. They would give her money back and food. And so, as a very young child, what I thought was happening was let's say my mom
1: Young, like the age of 10. No, I was, this was very young. (laughs) I I was like teasing. Three,
0: four, five. So, what I thought was happening was when my mom gives them a $10 bill, the food actually costs $10. But McDonald's was saying, thank you so much for being a a customer of ours. Here's some money as a thank you. And then here's your food. (laughs) And so that's how I thought it worked. I thought when you went to McDonald's and you bought something, they'd give you a little bit of your money back as a thank you and then give you your food. So I saved up pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters. And one day I decided I'm going to go buy my own Happy Meal. And so we went inside this time, and I was with my mom and her friend Laura, and so they all ordered first, and I did not order with them, and I went up behind them and said, I want a hamburger Happy Meal with only ketchup. And so they give me my order, I give them exact change, well, I give them the money first, they give me my Happy Meal, and that was it. And I stood there and I'm sure the person at the counter was like, what the heck is this kid doing looking at me? I just gave him his food. Just go eat it. And I stood there for so long, like,
1: where's my, my thank you money? And, and then I just <laughs> went back
0: to the table and I Aww. cried. And my mom, my mom's friend, Laura was like, what is wrong, Kevin? And I tried to explain. I'm sure they probably didn't even understand probably what was not. going on. Um, well, I think they did because I think Laura gave me like 50 cents. <laughs>
1: oh she took pity on you yeah so um
0: that was how, that was where i learned what making change actually what how you know paying for food works and what changes um it was a very hard lesson for me to learn as a kid
1: i uh, mean it brought you to tears it literally did. it did
0: <laughs> and then the last thing i just want to tell you guys how fat i am um when i were i worked at a mcdonald's in high school and when I would, when I first started, I worked the drive through window for just a few weeks. And yeah,
1: this is pretty disgusting. This
0: is pretty gross. They were selling the supersized soft drinks at the time. And when you're working at McDonald's, you don't get free food, but you do get free drinks. And in one shift, I would get a supersize, which is a 42 ounce, and I would fill it not with water, not with soda, with a chocolate shake.
1: We all knew you weren't filling it with water.
0: (laughs) So 42 ounces of chocolate shake. But wait, there's more.
1: Yeah, you'd do it twice. I
0: would refill it. In one shift, I would drink 84 (laughs) ounces of chocolate shake. And And let's
1: recap. How much did you weigh in high school? In high
0: school, I topped out. I I am still 5 feet 11 inches tall. The heaviest I ever got in high school was, I think, 145 pounds.
1: That's so small. I was
0: so (laughs) skinny. And Uh, you would have
1: 42 ounces of chocolate shake.
0: 84 ounces. Oh, I'm sorry. 84
1: ounces. Yeah, because you did it twice. And you said you would take chicken nuggets.
0: Well, that was different. So when I was working the grill... I would oh, so was a nugget all, every now and then. That yeah. wasn't
1: all at the same time. But still,
0: I mean, 96 ounces of chocolate shake is Ugh. probably like 4,000 calories or something.
1: I just can't imagine drinking that much. And you know me. I love sweets. It was, and it I'll... was pretty gross. <laughs> that so, is so So McDonald's has been
0: a big part <laughs> of my life. I'm a part owner uh-huh. of the McDonald's Corporation.
1: What do you think would happen to your body now if you ate that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't even
0: imagine. Um, you
1: probably just have diabetes. I would. Right I away. would just
0: probably <laughs> have to sleep for two days straight,
1: or or puke.
0: Yeah, it would be bad. By the way, um, when you
1: get older, you can't do that. In high school, take advantage of that because I mean, I would eat. I I'm I'm laughing at you, but I did the same kind of thing. I would eat junk yeah. all the time, and it didn't matter.
0: It was really and you felt really great. Bad. You did.
1: <laughs> you didn't care because yeah. you were a swimmer. I was. Uh, well,
0: I played every sport. I.
1: Well, yeah. But but what I'm saying is like you could go to a swim practice after that and you wouldn't care. Yeah. If you tried to go work out after eating even a small shake, you'd be like, this is
0: terrible. (laughs) Actually, I swam in college too. And one time right before swim practice, I got a McChicken and a McDouble, which was like a double hamburger. um, and I ate that before swim practice and I sat out about half that swim practice cause I had to be in the restroom. <laughs> so that was not a good idea in college.
1: See, it already was starting yeah, to catch up with up you. Me.
0: All right. Um, McDonald's has been a big part of my life. I am, I'm a part owner. I've worked there. I learned how making change works there. Um, and
1: now you never eat there
0: and all of that. <laughs> would never have happened without Ray Kroc. So, for all of his personal and um professional flaws, I have to attribute part of that part of my life to to Ray Kroc and his vision for McDonald's. Okay. Ruth and I really hope you enjoyed The Founder. It's one of the best movies we've seen this year. There's something about historical fiction done right that makes for a great movie and an even better discussion. If you want to continue the discussion with us, follow us on Twitter at WeTalkAboutMOVI, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WeTalkAboutMovies, or go to our website, WeTalkAboutMovies.com. Now, our youngest son, Grant, is just over a week old, and while we thought about taking a month off, we just couldn't help ourselves. We have a lot of family in town helping us care for these boys and that means we have the chance to get our first ever guest host back on the show. You never can make any promises when it comes to 12-year-old girls, but if I can convince her to co-host again, next week we'll be talking about the new Power Rangers movie with our niece, Aaliyah. Go listen to her first appearance in our Moana episode and then we'll see you back here next week.